Hey, this is Gary. This is Mike. And Daniel. We're not professionals. We're just three addicts sharing our experiences, strength, and hope regarding recovery. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other addicts and to practice these principles in our lives. Welcome to another episode of the 12th Step Podcast. This is Daniel. This This is is, Gary. This is Mike. (laughs) All right, folks. uh, We have yet again another listener email. Uh, If you listened to our last episode, we had a great discussion uh, from Robert's email. And now we have another email from our listener named Kay. Um, Well, what does Kay have to say? So this is a little bit of a long email. So, you know, give us some time to read through us. But we definitely there's some great uh, material here. But you know what? Thank you, Kay. Yeah. Thank you for reaching out. I love that. Absolutely love that. I mean, the the amazing thing about this, you know, we started this. We now have people listening all over the world that are sending in messages uh, to us that, you know, they're finding that we are helping. And so it's really nice. And, uh, it feels it feels wonderful giving back it after does. all the years of selfishness that we ha- we've had in this addiction. Right. So. I think so too. And do you know what? I'm really really grateful because, you know, what Kay brings up here is not only something that we've never talked about, but I don't even think that we've ever actually thought about talking about. I think this is a great. I, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah, excited. I think this is fantastic. Yeah. So let's dive in. So it says, "Hello, I'm really struggling to work with my sponsor." I like to be organized and have everything scheduled throughout my day in an app that reminds me when to do things. I have recovery work scheduled for 30 minutes a day, and that's all I spend on my recovery. Then I have a date set for when I will complete my step one, two, three, and four. Uh, My wife and I are not on good speaking terms, and the same goes with her family. Often when she decides to go do things with her family, I just stay home. This sometimes more than one night. I keep myself busy with work and home projects when this happens. Yet my sponsor continues to tell me that I am playing with fire by remaining home alone and struggling with believing I'm being honest with him. He also continues to tell me that recovery is not something I can schedule in an app. It's a change of lifestyle and a way of living. And that just feels wrong to me. I don't understand why he's being the way he is and would like your opinion on the matter. Okay. There's a lot in there. Lot to unpack. Yeah. It really is. And I, it's some great stuff. I'm going to start it right off the very top. Sure, go ahead. I am struggling working with my sponsor. Uh, you know, <clears throat> you've never I had that, that experience. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all had that experience in that moment. I actually love that. I love the honesty of that. Yes. Right? I mean, how brutally honest is to say, I am struggling to work with my sponsor. Now, uh, you know, you don't you don't sign up a sponsor and you don't have a sponsee for, uh, you know, for a lifetime. This isn't mm-hmm. something that you just you know, guess what? I've, this is the only person. I think it's important to try and find somebody you can work with. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so, if, if you're experiencing a relationship with a sponsor sponsee situation that is not working out, um, because it's your path of recovery, mm-hmm. okay? Let's be clear about that. And so. Um, your sponsor is not going to be working any harder than you're working on your own recovery. Mm-hmm. And if you found these particular things to be particularly helpful for you in your situation, find a sponsor who can mm-hmm. support that. That'd be the first thing I'd say. Well, that, and, do- and that doesn't necessarily mean this is a bad sponsor. What I'm saying is, is that 
this is your recovery and you need yeah. to find a relationship that means the most and makes the most sense for you. Yeah, and it's not like a cell phone contract. That's You're right. not locked in <laughs> for two or three years. <laughs> or a gym membership yeah, that you can it, never get out of. Yeah, it's like if it's not if things aren't working well for you and you feel like you're not making progress or you're mm -hmm. constantly butting heads, yeah. maybe it's time to have a conversation or maybe it's simply just time to look mm -hmm. for someone else That's that right. may be a better fit. That's right. Now, having said all that, and I agree with everything that you guys have said, yeah. you also need a sponsor who's going to push you. Yes, yeah, that, that is the other side. Yes. Of it. Yeah. You, 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 can't, you can't have one that's... If you have a yes man, you're not going right. to get anywhere. Yeah, you're not and interestingly enough, in Kay's situation, I actually believe that some of the things that Kay or that, that his sponsors or her sponsors bringing up is actually correct. There's some truth to what I, that person yeah. is saying. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, now, I don't know enough about the circumstance to really say this is right or this is wrong. My Correct. point is is that the sponsor actually brings up some really good points. And so to you know throw the baby out with the bathwater kind of a thing may not be perfect here mm -hmm. because this sponsor is trying to push you in a direction that maybe you haven't thought through. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's fair. <clears throat> I think that's fair. Um, any other thoughts? On that particular introduction with the sponsor? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I can't tell you the number of times I've know I've heard Shane talk about you can't schedule recovery. <laughs> I mean, well, if it's yeah. If we're gonna move into this next part where he starts talking about scheduling, <clears throat> yeah, go ahead, Daniel. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, for me, it is definitely something that I have had to change. You know, in the beginning, it was like, okay, I'm just gonna do my, I'll do my recovery work, and once that's done, I'm good. But it is, you know, uh, I, you know, further down, he says it's a, it's a way of life. It really is a change of perception. It's a paradigm shift where everything kind of changes, and it's no longer about doing the homework or doing the recovery work. It's about living a new, different way, the way we were meant to before the addiction set in. Um, so I can see where there's some struggle, a power struggle of, well, this is my way of doing things. This works mm -hmm. really well for me. I mean, I could be wrong, but just reading this, I can see, I can mentally see other people that I've seen in other groups that I've been in, and more often than not, they're engineers. Yeah. <laughs> um, not saying that Kay is an engineer, but um, engineers like to compartmentalize. They like to have... Sure. Their spreadsheet, uh, I mean, there's one guy in particular I remember that, you know, built this massive spreadsheet. Um, and I'm sure you guys can know who that is uh, just by saying that. But it seems, and it seems like that's maybe what Kay is trying to do. Like, I'm going to schedule my life out so that I don't act out. I don't use my addiction. But I could be wrong. No, no, I, well. think, I think you make a good point. But there, I, have, I have two thoughts. Okay. One, one goes right along with you. You cannot make recovery a checklist. Yes. It doesn't work that way. Right. Okay. Now, having said that, you know, and I agree with everything that Daniel said. You've got to be very careful. You can't just, you know, spreadsheet it out and checklist it off and feel like everything is done or things like that. Your sponsor is right. It is a lifestyle change. Now, having said that, good for you for creating a schedule and sticking to it. Yeah. Sure. You no, know, if, you... you're, if you're really working on your recovery every day, you know, and you've set time aside for that, that's great. You're miles ahead of a lot mm -hmm. of people that, right. that I've worked with who who can't even set aside, you know, 20 minutes to do their reading mm -hmm. or, or whatever, yeah. you know? So, so 
I can see that there's, I mean, if that's a tool that works for you, if that's a tool that works for you, then fantastic. Mm-hmm. Take the elements that are good and keep them. Yeah. The, the one piece that kind of, that kind of threw up a red flag for me, if you want me to be completely honest, is I have recovery work for schedule, scheduled for 30 minutes a day. And that's all I spend on my recovery. Yeah, that's that's a concern. Okay. I love that you have set 30 minutes aside and that you're doing that every day. Fantastic. But but now that we've... And that's it. A minute that that's... It's a black and white thing. It's, it's a black and white thing. That's yeah. kind of black and white thinking. And I think what your sponsor is saying is your recovery, your recovery isn't confined to 30 minutes a day. It is a lifestyle mm-hmm. change. And... You've got to learn how to incorporate the tools that you're you're learning in your step work or, or your mm-hmm. therapy work and, and how that's going to affect every aspect of your life. Yeah. My recovery has affected every aspect of my life. And quite honestly, every moment of my life, I'm trying to work my recovery right. in some kind of a way. In some different format. I'm going to throw something else out there sure. that, uh, that maybe Kay has or has not think of, uh, thought of, and I'm going to be... I'm going to, I'm going to tell you right now, okay, that if this is not you, I don't want you to own it. I'm just throwing it out there. Have you given any thought whatsoever to how your addictive behavior is very much enmeshed and part of your structured lifestyle? Mm-hmm. There, I, there is an element of control. There is. That's right. Yeah. And what happens in our universe is, is that when we don't meet some level of standard that we've established for ourselves that becomes fertile soil for acting out behavior. I think that's really the message that your sponsor is really trying to get at. So it's not a matter of the fact that you've set 60 minutes or 30 minutes aside to do recovery work, although I think that's problematic because I think as Gary's illuminated, it's important for it to be permeated throughout your whole Mm -hmm. entire day, including even your sleep behaviors. So that's important, but my point still is, is that does your addictive behavior also is it part of the fact that you've set yourself up possibly to be so structured in your life that it's difficult to be a being, you mm-hmm, know, you're yeah. focused on being a you're, doer, yeah. not a beer. Yeah. And I think that's uh, and I think that's critical. I, you know, one of the things about recovery is, is that you get an opportunity to question everything, yeah. literally everything in your life. And so if you're, You've created this universe where you like to be organized, and I think that's fantastic. That really is a great trait. But if you were to go back to the roots of that, because you weren't born with that, no. <laughs> somewhere along the line you've created for yourself this need to be 100% scheduled and perfect on those sorts of things, and you may find that your parallel behaviors of acting out occurred about those same times, and that and that it, because of that structure, it created a circumstance where you couldn't be completely successful in something, and as a result of that, you acted out. There may be something to all of that. Well, so spend some time with that. And I the guess other is question is, what happens if you fail? Exactly. Right. That's the point. You know, of is it. is that now the domino that knocks you down? That's right. The taking, relapse chain. Yeah, taking life on life's terms. Yeah. yeah. Because, because life doesn't happen in a perfect thirty-minute uh, segment. Yeah. Right. So, you know, the, the next piece here is oh, yeah. going to fall right into the next thing with the with his step work real quick. Yeah. Yes. I've completed, you know, he sets these dates. Fantastic. I love the idea of setting Yeah, goals. you got a deadline. Uh, yeah. It, it's love, great. That is a fantastic tool. Okay. But again, you've, you've got to, maybe it'll take a little bit longer. Maybe it won't take as long. Very likely you will have to go back and revisit a lot of your step mm-hmm. work. Yeah. You know. It's not a one and done. Yeah. Uh, I mean... 
So, I mean, do we need to say any more on that I, section? I think that one's pretty self-explanatory. I, I think he's right spot on. So, again, yeah. this, this isn't a matter of the fact that, you know, if you've got a sponsor that you're not working with, that's you yeah. need to fix that. But I believe that your sponsor's hitting on some things that could yeah. be very, very helpful to you as well. Well, in the next section, there, there's some red flags there. You know, his wife and her family are not on good speaking terms. She often leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know. And he's home alone. I mean, for me, I, that was always bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because, one, no one to be accountable to. You know, I could do anything I wanted. No mm-hmm. one's going to know. And, you know, when we're, we're addicts in very beginning, we're not being honest, you know. So it sounds like his, you know, and it even sounds like, uh, you know, sponsors really struggling to believe him because you know maybe they haven't been working together that long but the sponsor's been through it he you know they know what they were like in there and it's really hard to go like you know maybe are you being really honest with me do you know i (laughs) i'm gonna say something different if you're okay with yeah yeah, go go ahead ahead. um what if it's what if it's a toxic if it's such a toxic circumstance for him to go over to the home Mm mm-hmm with a spouse that he's not getting along with, to her family, of which he's not getting along with, how does that play into his addictive behavior as well? Yeah, absolutely. my point is is that he and only he can decide for himself what's safe, what's not safe. Yes, from the outside looker, from an outsider looking in, being home alone is not healthy for addictive behavior. No. But it's not healthy either. No, to go to a toxic to, family. To, to go to a situation event, yeah. that puts you in a situation such that you feel something less than you are. Correct. And because that's also fertile soil for handing yeah. out. So, so, so I, we he only knows him. Correct. And I think that's fair to say this is, I'm just going to stay home and I'm going to relax. But I think some of the things that you can do to create a tremendous amount of trust with your spouse is to build a safety net yeah. around that circumstance. To Even say, a look, safety dear, plan, yeah. Yeah, to say, look, dear, I'm, I'm not going to your house. You know full well that your mom and dad don't like me. Mm-hmm. I get that. I understand that I've, I've damaged, I've hurt their daughter. Mm-hmm. I completely get that. But let's talk about a safety plan that will keep me safe while mm-hmm. I'm here. Yeah. And I'm pretty certain that she would love to participate in that because that would build trust. Sure. And, and he could build a plan such that would keep him safe while he's home alone and that would keep him occupied and busy and maybe something that would include, you know, no access to the computers, mm-hmm. no any mm-hmm. of those things, the phone, all those sorts of things they can work out together, which would be very well, helpful and trust building for the both of them. Yeah, and, you know, if he's working on home projects, that's fine. Invite a buddy over. Invite some friends over right. to come help. Then you're not sure. you're not isolated, you're not alone, and you're still accomplishing See, those this things. Is, this is the beautiful, beautiful thing about recovery and trying to navigate this. That's right. Yeah. Because you're absolutely right. If it's a toxic environment... Yeah, you don't you, want to be you, there. You don't want to be there. But at the same time, is it or is it that something that you think? And then you're also missing the opportunity to, to make things to better. That better, relationship, yeah. You know, sure. So, so, yeah, you've got to, you've got to. It's delicate. Yeah, yes, it, it is. It's delicate, and I don't. We don't know enough about your situation True. to really comment. No. So yeah. you, you'll you'll notice that we're playing both sides of the. Sure. You know, trying yeah. to, trying to to give you. Try to give you a little insight from both sides of the coin. Point, point the were. angel and the devil yeah, on the yeah, shoulder. Exactly, yeah. exactly right. Now, um, I'll be I'll be honest with you. If I were your sponsor and I only knew what you just told me about this, I'd say, yeah, you're playing with fire, yeah. right? Okay. However, 
if it is really, really an unhealthy thing, then like Mike suggested, I would say, okay, then let's work a plan. Yeah. Yeah. And then how could, how can we use this to maybe create a a better situation? So your wife is more comfortable with it, you know? Yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of room for, there's a lot of opportunity there for improvement. And it it may be that Kay has not fully opened up to his sponsor. So his sponsor's running on limited information. That's true. And this may be an opportunity for you to really open to your sponsor and say, Hey, you know, if I go over to my, this is, you know, my in-laws, it's just going to be a fight. They're just going to be, you know, making little jabs at me saying derogatory comments. And it just makes me feel like garbage. And by the time we leave, I'm just ornery and resentful, and I'm just going to snap at my wife, and then it's just gonna, not going to make anything go well after that. You know, the sponsor can say, "All right, great, yeah, let's not jump yeah, into that, the lion's den." That doesn't make sense. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't or, make sense. Or you so you might sit down and say the same thing and find out. You know what? Maybe you're not seeing that quite right. And yeah. You do go go ahead and give it a try and try yeah. this, this, this. And yes. This. Yeah. You know, so there is something to be said about the fact. Uh, Kay, that you do have some duty and responsibility to sit with your spouse and her family mm-hmm. that has been hurt, yeah, and that you get to sit and and and, and be part of their pain yes. to provide a space for mm-hmm. them to provide a complete space for them to be able to 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 express the pain and hurt that they're experiencing, and that's part of recovery. Yeah, it may not be today, it may not be this particular moment, but somewhere down the road. As you get yourself in a better place, and as that relationship starts to mend, and as you start finding yourself in a more healthy spot, that you give them that opportunity to express their pain and sorrow and suffering, and that you provide space for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I I promise you their names are going to be in your step four. That's right. Yeah. Yes, they are. Probably (laughs) in in your step eight and nine. Yeah. Yeah. It's in your future. Yes, it definitely is. So just be aware of that, and just be aware of the fact that, you, you know, just staying home every single time is not going to work out yeah. completely for you down the road. Well, and not only that, I mean, if it is that toxic with them, what do you think they're thinking every time you stay home? Yeah. Oh, yeah, not it's, here. It's, it's reinforcing he, them. Yeah, yeah, it's reinforcing yeah. their opinion but, of, yep, he's just home looking at pornography. One of the great things about recovery, though, is is that you find yourself in a perfect spot to be able to take that next step. Yes. When that next step is. That is true, too. It, when, when it's that right time. And so right now may not be the time for Kay, but yes. down the road will be. And when that opportunity presents itself to be there to, to be fully engaged and be present and be part of the pain and suffering and experience that everybody's going through right now as a result of our behaviors. So it makes sense. Yeah. You know, and, and I do read here, he says, I'm being honest with him uh, when he's referring to his sponsor. But I even remember where, yes, I was being honest, but I wasn't saying everything. I wasn't delivering all the information. Um, there, you know- I was withholding. And it wasn't until I finally let go of all that and was honest when things really started to shift there's, too. There's a difference. There's a difference between saying something, between not saying something you know to be false, mm-hmm. and and telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolute truth. You know, yeah. and and being honest, being honest is a skill. Yes. You know, it is. It is something that you get to develop, and 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 you know, I've I've. I'm working on 10 plus years of recovery and being impeccable with my language is still something I get to work on every single day. Right. You know what I mean? That is, that is something I do the very best that I can until I know better. And then I do it a little bit better, 
you know. So do I, you know, I, I will give you the benefit of the doubt and take you at your word that you're, you're being honest with the caveat that you're doing it to the best of your ability. Yeah. And I'm sure that there is some room for improvement, but I would say that to, I would say that to everybody. Sure. You've got some room to improve on that. Well, and the one thing for me that I found that was helpful is I would, you know, go to my sponsor or someone else. Okay. This is the situation. This is how I'm seeing it. I'm in the right, but. I might not be, so I need someone else's opinion. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and so you know, as you're working through this, sometimes we need to rely on other people's outside perception yes. mm-hmm. because you know we've been using the same perception. Uh, you know, Shane says this all the time: your best choices, best decisions got you here. Yeah. You know, and I think it's the same thing. You know, you're still kind of relying on the way you've done things. Maybe it's time to lean a little on your sponsor to do some things that are outside your norm to see if that can move you along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He makes a comment here. I think that's interesting. He says, uh, he says, my, my, uh, sponsor says recovery isn't something you can schedule in an app. It's a change of lifestyle and a way of living. And that just feels wrong to me. And I, I, <laughs> I, uh, <clears throat> I don't plan my meals. I don't. So, so the, Kay is talking about a life that I don't necessarily relate to, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And I don't know that a whole lot of us do. My inner, my active out behavior was not a fixed in a, in a, in a, in such a structured environment. So this is, this is very unique to me in, in, in what Kay is identifying here. I don't, I don't know any addict that's lived their life in that kind of a situation. So that's why I bring up the point. It'd be wise to understand how addictive behaviors interplays with this structure that you've yeah. created for yourself because we get the idea that that you're you're, you're very regimented that's right yeah. very regimented in that and I, I don't find addictive behavior and regimented as being in the same universe yeah, that's they, not been my experience yeah. <clears throat> those and, are conflicting ideas i think unless he's overcompensating by controlling so yeah, much control could be is, could be that's why i'm yeah. saying they want to necessarily yeah. understand how that all interacts because the, the the two of them are incongruent ideas. Yes. Mm-hmm. They just simply are. Most of us lived our lives out of bounds, mm-hmm. right? right? When you think about the three of us yeah. sitting at this table talking about our own addictive behaviors, the idea of structuring our lives in 30-minute increments or even an hour yeah. increment or whatever, those didn't happen. No. Yeah. Okay? And so my point is is that these seem to be these seem to be parallel parallel ideas, never ever crossing, and so it's it's really hard for me to wrap my head around well, in this universe. And and maybe I mean maybe this is Kay's way of trying to control the addiction. Like okay, Could very I'm well going to fix this addiction, and not, to do that, I'm going to I need to I'm going to dictate every sec. But every it's minute. hyper, yeah. I, hyper. Uh, yeah, I have done it's, that. It's the opposite. Ah, you know, yeah. I I have I have. Uh, Got, you know, in kind of a binge and purge cycle. Sure, there, there were sure. times where I would hyper vigilant. I would be hyper vigilant and structured, just boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, 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 trying to control yeah. by force of will. Yeah, you know, and I and I would schedule my day out like that. It Interesting. It it didn't uh, it didn't have long longevity no, at all. Yeah. I think I think maybe six to eight months. I think was the longest I was able to pull that off. Yeah. And by, and by yeah. the time. By the, the by, the time that finally snapped, that was that was bad. <laughs> I mean, I would definitely speak to uh, your therapist regarding these oh, yeah. these two yeah. incongruent things, yeah. where you know addiction is just all messy, and now did you he have this. That he had a therapist. Uh, uh, you know what? He did not. No, did not. 
But I would assume if you're seeing a sponsor, maybe you would. But if you, if you don't, if you find not, one. If you're not seeing a CSAT trained therapist, find one. Yes. Yeah, I think that would be, that's somebody that could certainly unpack yeah. a few things for you. But yeah. Yeah. again, this idea of this idea of structure and addictive behavior, it would be great for you to spend some time really understanding where this, what's the source of these mm-hmm. things? How did I learn these behaviors? Yeah. Because there's some... There's some some just huge nuggets of information yeah. in there, I think. Because, you know, one of the ways, one of the tools that you use to over to combat addictive behavior is to get on is a schedule. Is to get on a schedule. Get yourself yeah. on a schedule. <clears throat> That's right. But I would also say that you can't, what was the language that he used? Recovery is not something you can schedule, and I also believe that. Right. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> yeah, so the sponsor's right spot on in some of the things that he's saying. It's interesting, the tools that we pick up. One of the things, do you remember the... The picky. The picky, yeah. Yes. The picky is the thing that comes to my mind is a specific tool where we yeah. we really schedule out these things that are creating the mm-hmm. biggest headaches in our lives. Yeah. And they're very systematic things. Yeah. How often do I wash my car? How often yeah. do I do my laundry? You know, those sorts of things, which is the lifestyle that, that sounds like Kay has structured yeah. for himself. So again, very incongruent in my mind. Just I'm, I'm having a hard would, time but, with that. I would even, be interested to know how much clean time he has. Yeah. That I mean, but even with the picky, it doesn't say, okay, I'm doing my laundry at four o'clock. I'm washing my dishes at five. I'm cooking dinner at five thirty. But it, it could lend itself to that. Yeah, it yeah. could. But it, it's definitely like, okay, I'm going. You know, or if also, I don't do this, this, and that, I, again, there's a lot of speculation because we don't have the full right. I was going to say, picture. to be fair to Kay, uh, we don't know that he structures his right. life out. That is true. Like it's that, just but. the way it, it sounds yeah. by saying, hey. It's 30 minutes for recovery. I'm done. Okay, Kay, you have a yeah. homework assignment. You need to reach out to us again. Because <laughs> this, this is a fascinating it is. email. I mean, we, do you know what? We want more than anything for you to yeah. succeed. We do. We do. Absolutely. I mean, the one concern I do have is, you know, 30 minutes. What are you doing the other 23 hours and 30 minutes for the rest of the day? Right. You know, because I know. I suspect that Kay's doing more recovery work than I would assume identified. so, too. Right. He because, knows that he has tools that he has to take yeah. out into the workplace and make a, and apply. Yeah. He's just what, not when, giving himself credit for that. Well, and that what, may be the case, too. Yeah, and do you yeah. know what? When I was early in my recovery, I would say, I'm going to work on my recovery for, again, I'll say 30 minutes. And, yeah. and by that, I meant I'm going to sit down and read my book That's for right. 30 minutes. That's right. But at the time, I didn't realize that structuring my life or doing this was also mm-hmm. part of recovery yeah. and that's and that that's may be the case here too because yeah. you know i know I, I meditate before bed i meditate in the morning that's recovery work i will tell you i first of all i, I want to tell Kay one thing i anytime i start talking to a new group of people who are coming into some of some of the the first things i always say is this is not college in other words you don't cram for a, a, no, a no, big no. test no, tomorrow true. you do some amount of work, usually about thirty to an hour, thirty minutes to sixty minutes a day of book work, and you do it every single day. So, I, I like the fact that Kay's identified the fact. Look, I, I need to spend time with this every single mm-hmm. day. Yes, and has set some time aside. That's a big deal. Yes, that's it is. a really big deal. So, congratulations in that regard. So, you know, as we break this down and say, "Gee, don't do this, don't do that," or "You should do, should be doing that." There's one thing great about that is, is that he's looking at it, or she or he is looking at it from a standpoint of saying, "I have to spend some time with this every yeah. day," and I think that's powerful. Yeah. And definitely look, speak to your sponsor, open up. Hey, I'm struggling right now Let's, with the way you're coming at me. Can we talk? That's the next. I'd yeah. like yeah. to yeah. find some common ground. Explain to me how you feel that I'm doing this wrong and this is how I'm coming at it because more than likely your sponsor has one way of doing it 
you have another. Yeah. You guys got to find a way to make this mesh. And if it doesn't, then you part ways and find someone that can right. work better. But it's still going to hold you accountable. I will tell you this. You, you're, you end your email saying, I don't understand why he's being the way he is and would like your opinion on the matter. I don't understand why he's being the way he is. Talk to him and find out why he's oh, being yeah. the way he is. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to tell you, he's being the way that he is because he cares about your success. Yes. Okay. I'll give him. I'll, and because his experience and, is entirely different than yours. Yes. Right. And that's okay. Now, whether, whether, his, whether his style is going to be beneficial to you or not, whether you choose to continue working with him or not, I guarantee you that he, there is something in his experience that you can learn from and benefit yeah. it. Take some time to really sit down and talk to him and, and find out what his whys are. Yeah. And let him, let him help you understand what yours are. You know, why, why, what is it that you're actually doing? Like, Mike's been alluding to the whole time. Figure out what's going on. Right. Yep. Figure out what's going on with you and why that is. At, yeah. Yeah. I've always been a big proponent of knowing your whys. Absolutely. And then ask, yeah. it, ask him why, you know, tell me why. Tell me, and really listen to him with the intent to understand. Yeah. Take all of your presuppositions and set them aside and then just listen, listen to what he has to say. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Because I promise you, there, it'll be worth your effort. There will be something that you will pull from that. And when you're telling him the whys behind what you're doing, he's going to be doing the same thing. He's going to listen, and mm-hmm. he's going to be present and hearing your side of things. Yeah. And then after you're both done, you guys can decide what's the next step. I'm I'm also going to go out on a limb here and say you should probably do some of that with your wife too. <laughs> yes, too. <laughs> Especially yeah. with how to move forward with the in-laws. Right. Yeah. Fascinating email. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Fascinating. Yes. Uh, Definitely write back. Let us know. Yeah, we if really want to know. <laughs> more information to your situation. Yeah. Um, some of these things that we're not too clear on, you know, give us some more input so that we can definitely fine-tune those things. Uh, the great thing is you're moving forward. Yes. You're actually doing recovery. Even if it is difficult, you know, this is the, Stick this with is it. the hard part. You're, you're getting through the muck that's in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's eventually going to get easier. So... All right. With that said, this is Daniel saying find the humility in your recovery. This is Mike saying do the work necessary to find the peace that recovery can bring. And this is Gary saying do the next right thing. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find us. As a fellowship of recovering addicts, Sex Addicts Anonymous offers a message of hope to anyone who suffers from sex addiction. Check out saa-recovery.org.